Smoke on the water. Fire engine guy. Fire in the sky. Bugs on the water. Welcome to the podcast. The reason I'm singing that is because I am sitting on a dock, on a lake, at a cottage. 6 a.m. The sun is coming up. Water is still. Bugs around. And I'm hoping for the wild sounds of a loon during this intro. This week on the podcast, very interesting. It is, in many senses of the word, a trip, a Hatfield trip. First of all, we're going into the mind and life of William Hung, who in uh, 2004 became super, super famous because of uh, an appearance on American Idol. Not for the good reasons. Uh, In fact, the judges were making fun of him. And that was seen by hundreds of millions of people. So this is this guy's become super famous because of that, and uh, how he's overcome that and used that for good, not evil. The, the way this came about is I just saw on social media William Hung was in town, a speaking engagement, and I googled his name, got an email address, emailed him, and like within ten minutes I get a message back saying, "Yeah, I'll do it." And we went back and forth. He couldn't do it. I guess we, he made arrangement. He called me back, said, okay, I found a way. And then called me back and said, oh, my flight is earlier. Couldn't make it, but we never gave up. And I offered to drive him to the airport from his photo shoot on Bank Street. Picked him up at a Tim Hortons. So this is actually a trip to the airport. We figured out a way to, ha- to have it hands-free. I put uh, my speakers in the drink holders. It was real cool, real slick. It was just like a conversation on the way to the airport we got a lot to learn from this dude man he's been through a lot so uh sit back relax and enjoy you're listening to the mark hatfield podcast you want to go fight some crime hello hello are you there yes we are live yeah william Hung, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing great. Very good. You're in Ottawa. What are you in Ottawa for? Oh, I was doing a lot of uh, com- promoting and speaking for the Ottawa Real Estate Investors Organization yesterday. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that sounds very, very interesting. Thanks for doing the podcast. I really appreciate having you on the show, taking some time. What we're doing here is we're actually driving William to the airport. Uh, we've got it all rigged up, so I'm hands-free. And uh, safety is paramount here, but he's decided, or he's been gracious enough to give us some time to uh, to have a quick chat about his successes, failures, the obstacles that he's uh, overcome, and to get to the point that he's at in his life. Um, so quickly, though, you've been in Ottawa how many days? Sorry, uh, about three days. Three days, and uh, what uh, did you get to any any restaurants? What were some things that you'd remember about this? Uh, this city well i got on a sailboat uh with with one of my friends uh, yesterday near the auto in the on the ottawa river yeah yeah i i i and then i had like a quick driving tour this morning with another friend and saw the parliament saw saw quite a few uh architectures like the museum history museum so it was nice first time in ottawa yes first time all right on and you've come at a nice time of year beautiful weather uh no snow, and so originally from Hong Kong. Yes, 
And you came here uh, at what age? I came here like United States, like ten years old. When you're ten years old, so what was it like growing up in uh, in Hong Kong at the time? That was the eighties. Yeah, like I don't remember that much, but I remember it was less crowded. Nowadays, it's cr- even crazier. So did you live downtown? Is it, I mean, is it all that? Da- it's all downtown, right? So it's all. It feels that way because Hong Kong is very packed. Yeah. Anyway, it's so like people are very closely bunched together. Buildings are very tall. Yeah. And so you live. I mean, you lived in a big building, obviously. Or uh, we live in a tall building, not a big, not a big build, not a big uh, room at all. We had a very small room for with my um, parents. Yeah. How many people in the family? Only three, because uh, my mom, my dad, and myself. Your mom. Oh, three people. Okay. Well, that's a that's a small family. That makes sense. And that was still when it was, uh, I guess, a UK possession. Yes. Have you been back since, uh, I think it was the late 90s, right, when it uh, switched back over? Yes, I I went back a few times to shoot a movie and then perform. Big shot, hey? (laughs) I know. (laughs) The hero returns. Yeah. Did people in Hong Kong, did they they know about your uh, American Idol uh, fame at that point? Yes, they did. Uh, That's why I got invited to shoot in the movie, and the name of the movie was called Where Is Mama's Boy? And that's you. That was me. (laughs) Oh, sweet. Awesome. So, from a very young age, you love music. Is that the case, or not really? Basically, I studied for civil engineering, but I didn't. I wasn't doing well. I got a D D real fast, and I just, I just didn't think I could, I could go anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. So, what happened was that I saw like a poster for a school talent show. Okay, I won the talent show. Nice. I won a DVD player with She Bangs. <laughs> And then that's why I, when I saw the audition coming over to San Francisco, I just tried. So in Hong Kong, you won the, the DVD player? No, no, no. It was in the United States after I got into uh, study, studying yeah. for UC Berkeley. Okay. So you're at this point, you're at UC Berkeley studying civil engineering and uh, karaoke. You, you did She Bangs? Yes. And you won the contest. I very, won the very, yes. The, the DVD player. Yes. The, you thought this is the greatest thing that I've ever I've ever done with music, right? You're like DVD player. This is sweet. <laughs> I can watch Die Hard all night long. <laughs> this is going to be the greatest thing ever. And then you see a poster for American Idol. I actually it was it went something like this. I saw the poster for a talent show at school, but. It was right afterwards I saw on Fox News that auditions will be coming over to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And that's when I decided to try out. And you're like, man, I got no musical experience except for this one karaoke <laughs> thing. I'm going to go up against all these. Other- Had you seen American Idol to this point, the TV uh, show? I, I actually saw American Idol. And to be I, I was honest with myself. I thought I had no chance either. Yeah. But there's like... Out, there was like 3,000 people standing in line the yeah. first day. And it wasn't the America, the three you know, judges. That's like we catching all know. a bus in Hong Kong, isn't it? That's yeah. no big deal. Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, all the staff members, they were screening people out left and right. Yeah. 15 to 30 seconds, see you later, go home. Yeah. And, but then somehow I, they let me sing over a minute and like, they let me through the next day. That was the audition. Yeah, it was the f- a preliminary audition. Okay. People didn't and, see. And, and so you've left there the first day. You're like, wow, I must be pretty good. Is that what you're thinking? Or you're thinking, wow, they think this is silly? Or what are My thoughts were that maybe maybe have, I have a chance because I won a talent show. And now they let me through the next round. Maybe I have a chance in front of Randy, Paul, and Simon. Dude, I love the confidence, right? So that's sort of what it's all about, to attack it 
with confidence and you go in there the next day and what happens the next day so you're the first day 3,000 people in line yes and so you're waiting for what 10 hours to get to these people uh, I only waited about two to three hours two to three hours okay so I mean you're used to that in, in, in where you come from lots of lines lots of people everything takes time yeah and so you get there no big deal you're yes. confident you do it yes they think wow this, uh, I'm invited back the next day the next day what happens well the next day what's weird about that on the evening I heard on the Fox News again that they said there's only about 180 people left. So I, at that point, I was thinking to myself, wait a minute, I'm in the top 6%? That's wow. pretty good. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. And then, and then the next day, I saw the producers, and I, I did the same thing. They let me through again. Okay. And then I finally saw Randy, Paula, and Simon. Okay. So let's, uh, let's take, a, take us to that time. You get up on stage. And what are you telling yourself in your head? What's the, is it, so it's about confidence. You're thinking, I can do this. Your, I, your thoughts. Oh, my thoughts were that I, I was still honest that with myself that I had no expectations. Yeah? Yeah. But even though I made it past all these wrongs, because at the end of the day, we all know that there's only one winner each year. Okay. It doesn't matter where you get eliminated. It does, you still get eliminated. So to my, to, in, to, in, my, in my head, I was thinking, okay, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I have fun. No big deal. Yeah, great experience. Yeah. And so at the end, but at the end of this day, how many people are they, are they picking? Do you know that? Like, is your thought like, let's just get past this day here? Yes. I just thinking one, one, one audition at a time, one wrong at a time. And so you get up on uh, a stage and you got, uh, what are the names? Randy, Randy, Paula, Paula and Simon. And Simon, okay. And there's just the three of them watching, obviously, with only, some producers. Only, and only three and maybe, yeah, plus the producers. So, I mean, the pressure's fairly low, right? You're not like you're on stage at this point. I guess there's cameras and you could tell yourself something like, oh, there's millions of people watching. But if you don't make it, it might not even get on the, the TV. So I guess the pressure's sort of low for that right like, uh i don't know why actually the pressure when i when i know i, w I was going to see randy paula and simon yeah. the pressure was high again it was the highest in my life because i realized the potential for millions of people to see my audition right so now you're starting to play tricks with yourself tell yourself things in your head what were the people around you doing the other contestants they were some of them were practicing the the singing some of them were i saw them like shaking their hands their feet trying to trying to like let loose of their ner nerves <laughs> yeah and what you're just sitting there uh, no, I'm just standing in line very stoic very, yeah very stoic yeah nice okay so you get up there and music starts and oh, what, you, what song was it She Bangs it was She Bangs or, by Ricky Martin can you give us a couple of little lines of that <laughs> sure alright She Bangs She Bangs oh baby when she moves she moves I go crazy cause she loves like a flower but she stings like a bee let every girl in history. She bangs. She bangs. Is that how it goes? That, yeah. that was nice. That was sweet. That was, but obviously, you've been practicing, right? You've been doing this now for, what, 14 years? <laughs> wow. For people. That's, that was good, right? Like, yeah. he wasn't... Uh, so I, how, how, how has it changed? Has it changed? Or was that what it was? I, I, excuse me. I, never, uh, I mean, I remember it all happening. I don't remember, like, did you dance around too, or? Yeah, I actually danced. I, I tried to have a good time, entertain them. Yeah. And what happened was, you may, people have, may have seen it on TV. So what happened was that Randy held a white sheet of paper to cover up his face and giggled throughout the entire audition. Okay. Paula was smiling, enjoying herself, but Simon was frowning. He was upset. He was yes. Okay. And then when I sang the the chorus, he stopped me at the middle of my chorus and said, "Thank you, thank you." He wanted to get ready. 
you can't sing, you can't dance, so what are you going to say? And then, so what, you just walk off, you're sad, it's no, over? No, I said, I, I, was, uh, I was shocked at the moment, but I gathered myself and said, I already gave my best. I have no regrets at all. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the case for anything, right? Like, if you try your hardest, give it everything you got, and that's the way you should uh, approach everything, right? Yes. Like, that's, and that's, how has that affected the rest of your life? And we'll get on to the rest of the story, but now when you face things in life, uh, maybe you know, shooting a movie or whatever it is, is that sort of the same way you approach it because of that lesson? Yes. I feel that in life, you, if, as long as you genuinely gave your best, you could walk away without... Uh, without feeling too bad about failing. And so you were in town and you're a motivational speaker and is that is that your message? What's your carryaway message when you when you talk to groups? I I typically adjust my message a bit depending on the audience, mm-hmm. but it's very similar. It's it's it, it's either over some kind of theme, uh, central theme overcoming adversity. Mm-hmm. Like how life is not all about winning or losing. It's mm-hmm. okay to fail. It's okay to try new things. Mm-hmm. And what, so, what would you say is is your major uh, is adversity that you face that you, that you've overcome? Oh, the biggest one is rejection. Mm-hmm. Too so, many no's in life. <laughs> okay, but so you've you've had maybe the greatest whatever uh, like non-rejection. You, you you went from we'll just slide back into that story. You've you've been told you know I guess that's the rejection right there, right? <laughs> you, you're yeah. you're faced with perhaps living a dream an exciting moment and then they laugh at you and uh, they tell you to get lost yes yes. where do we go from there well what happened was weird because i thought i didn't have expectations i thought that my life would just go back to normal Mm -hmm. and even when they broadcasted my audition i still had no expectations because most people they broadcast it that's it they watch it they they laugh at it the end they at the end of it that's it right yeah but for my case it wasn't that way at all what happened was like i got like 150 emails (laughs) that i have no idea who who they came from yeah but they seem legitimate entertainment tonight Alan DeGeneres. Come on. That's yeah. Right away? Yeah. That's it was amazing. crazy. Yeah. Like offers to show up at TV and appearances. Yeah. And so you took them. You, you're like, I'm on the Ellen show tomorrow. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, we we had to, I had to arrange it. I cannot do them all at once. But yeah, it, it was like an unexpected whirlwind. Did you get a, any kind of help at this point? An agent? Someone to look after your arrangements, your bookings, or what? There were there were a few, few people uh, trying to be my agents, but I think their demand was a bit unreasonable. So and so that's why we didn't go with it. And so you've got now you've got uh, all kinds of opportunities. You got let, you're on Letterman, right? You met- I I did not go on Letterman, but I was on Jay Leno. Okay, I was on who else? Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, yeah, extra. So I went on quite a few shows. Howard Stern show. Howard Stern, yes. And were you in studio for that? Yes. So you met the guy, the right? Yes, guy? I met the guy. What kind of guy? What kind of guy? Is Weird. He? Yeah, he's tall, eh? He's yeah, tall. tall. Tall dude, long curly hair. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so you, you've been on all these shows, and where, where does it go from there? What uh, What are your goals? You've achieved a certain amount of fame because of this. Uh, it seems like the opportunities are out there. Uh, and where do you take it from there? Where do I take it? I feel that I I want to become. I'm already doing it this year. I want to become like a professional, inspirational speaker. Mm-hmm. So at the time, though, that, that's uh, like you, you. I know you put out some albums. So is it 
more centered around following that music dream? Was was there a music dream, or were you just taking advantage of the fact that you were on American Idol? Well, that's a great question. We, uh, the, here's what happened. Right after the audition, not only I got those emails, mm-hmm. I actually saw people taking advantage of my, my image and my likeness. Mm-hmm. I saw people were selling T-shirts, bobble hats, and other things like keychains. We're, we're using my name on my picture. Wow. Yeah, and not only that, they had the WilliamHung.com was taken. It was like what? Wow. <laughs> not only, and then the cra- even crazier thing happened was one of my fans uh, created a website for me. And it still stands today. It was WilliamHunt.net. Okay. In less than a month, it got over eight million hits. Wow. Yeah, and it's like at that point, I, I had to do something. I can't sit around and do nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not right, you know. That's right. And and that's why my parents and I stepped in, and we had to uh, take care of take care of that basically. Take yeah. care of that and. And finally, we des- I decided that I just have to try my best, you know, with my entertainment business and see how far I could go. Yeah, there is a there is a point in life. I know people they, when they attack dreams, they attack things where you have to realize you need expert help. You need, you know, you can't do it all yourself. And that's one thing I, I, I teach kids. Like when I played professional football and I was trying to get to the NFL, I I was trying to do it all by myself. And at the point where I realized I needed help, to, people to coach me, people to work me out, and people to like an agent to contact the teams. And then within that. Framework. I, I was able to do the things that I did well, right, and play football. So, uh, I mean, at this point, is it music that you're after? Like, I mean, you're setting up all these things where your image is out there and you're selling T-shirts, whatever it is. It wasn't me. That's the that's the that's the thing. Okay. I, 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 so it was like other people doing it because they saw an opportunity and okay. they were making they were making a lot of money already. Mm. And so I, it's, more, it's almost like you're watching someone making money from you, yeah. and you can't sit on the sidelines. That's right. And so did that work out? Like, I mean, you're not going to get 100% of it, but did yeah, you get Yeah, but it? I did get a substantial uh, oh. uh, from piece of it. Now. Yeah. And yeah. I, I imagine you probably still do, right? Like, that's why you're on tour. And how often do you do uh, weekends like this or days like this where you go out to a city and and speak to groups is this a full-time schedule not yet it's right it's still a part-time schedule mm-hmm. it's, it's, I, I did it full-time initially performing mm-hmm. and traveling okay. for about four years okay and that was the music career right that's yeah. when you became sort of a pop star yes yes and when you're touring and how many seat theaters are you playing what, like how many people are coming it wasn't to really a tour like an official tour but it's more like i getting a lot of independent uh, offers mm-hmm. and i just we just get to travel many places like that and so you do how many songs when you go out when you do? It it really depends. Usually they they request the one song, mm-hmm. and then I have an option to do more, like three to four. Yeah, but that's usually that is that one song that everybody wants to hear. Of course, and that's the the she bangs one. Yeah, right? she bangs. And so I mean, are the other any favorite songs that you have when you sing or? Yeah, I I mean I like songs like Can You Feel the Love Tonight, Rocket Man. Rocket Man yeah. Rocket Man Yeah <laughs> I wish I knew some more So I could sing with you What can we sing What do you got uh, We Are the Champions You know that one right uh, I know that one But it's not really my favorite Oh okay yeah. Rocket Man What's the next <laughs> line That's uh Oh it's a miracle <laughs> By Barry Manilow Barry Manilow Yeah yes Oh is Rocket Man's Barry Manilow No 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 Rocket okay. Man is Elton John Right okay Yeah I thought so Okay, so now we're on to the tour. Uh, what have we learned? What have, what have you learned from that whole experience, the whole experience of, uh, of fame? I mean, it really was fame, right? Like yeah, you achieved was. fame and forget about the money. Like uh, that's, 
That's one thing. Forget about like a career as a musician. It was fame that you experienced. It's a very unique, uh, unique situation. Yes. And so, do you have uh, empathy? Do you ha- how do you feel about these people who are locked into fame and you know they, that's their lives are dictated by the fact that everybody wants a piece of them? Like what? What? what peek inside their lives can you give us because it's uh, like if i drop you off the airport now are people going to recognize you i believe so i i believe that's a part of me that's not going to change and then they will approach you and say are you I'm you're the she banks guy or point fingers yeah you know even even before we we, we had the, the the try to get the drink uh at the they what was it tom tim hortons yeah and even one of those uh servers tried to get a picture of me oh there you go yeah. yeah so it is and it's i mean the money will probably always be there right i mean yeah. you know some guys have a fallback job and you got your fall, fame as fallback right and so when you were at the peak of your fame, uh, you know, to, well, I guess right when it happened, it would have been the peak of your fame, mm-hmm. correct? Or did it, get, did it get bigger after that, like the, the movies? The yeah, I think the part that really um, helped ex- accelerate the, the fame and, and, uh, and the business mm-hmm. was getting a record contract from Koch Records in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and that was, uh, they paid you a certain amount of money yeah, to, put out, amount of money. to put out albums? Yes, and X percent of royalty, because I can't say where it is. X yeah. percent, yeah, yes. Yeah, of course. And then, so, did you, sell, did you sell a lot of albums? Yeah, the first album was the number one independent album on billboards. Oh, nice. It's, it's called, it was called Inspiration. Oh, and, that, and now you're an inspirational speaker. Yeah. No. Um, so, uh, are there other comparables? Can you think of any other people who have gone through this experience of this sudden fame? Because, I mean, it was sudden, right? It was the... Yeah. No, I can't compare anybody because I... Yeah, there was there was nobody that, that, that happened like my case. Basically, a failure didn't make it to Hollywood mm-hmm. and still somehow got like a lot of fame and, and success out of it mm-hmm. yeah and is it is it worth it would you do it again would you would you I wouldn't I don't know if I want to say do it again but it's more like at this point in my life I, I since I can't change it I can't run away from my identity yeah. the she bangs guy mm-hmm. I'm going to use it in the right way I going to use it to help other people to yeah. make that difference. That's fantastic. Yes. Awesome. So do you speak to children as well? or I, I'm willing to speak to everyone. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to have plans to speak to like youth groups starting in September. So I'll mm-hmm. see how, how that goes as well. Okay. So and just to get back to your overcoming obstacles, um, what are the tools that, that you've learned that you now tell people to like, what do we do to, to deal with our setbacks? Well, the, the, three, the three steps I always tell people is to embrace failure. Okay. Try new things, mm-hmm. and then stop worrying about what others think of you. Yeah, I mean, those are obviously the sort of what we think of when we think of sort of your story, right? I mean, so the first one was what was it? Embrace change. Em- em- embrace failure. Embrace failure, which is huge, right? Yes. I mean, it, it, the, you look at the most successful people, and it, they look back, and it's all how they've reacted to failure, right? What would you consider your 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 greatest or biggest failure? Well, the biggest failure, hmm, I would say biggest, the biggest failure is when people make fun of me. They think, they think that what I'm doing is, is wrong. I'm making a fool of myself. And to some extent, that may be true. But I also have to look at, as I mentioned, I have to look at the other side. Am I, could I really just stand around, cross my arms, and do nothing when all these other people are taking advantage of me? Yeah, exactly. And so you faced a bit of, uh, 
criticism, I suppose. At yes, the time. yes, definitely. And that, wh- what shape did that take? Well, it was verbal, verbal assassination. William Hung is the worst singer ever. William Hung portrays the biggest Asian stereotypes. Go back to school. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, you, things like that. It's just like people have nothing better to do with their time. Yeah. Right. Than to to knock down. So so the second step of uh, our overcoming obstacles is what? Try new things. So yeah, I try new things. I I basically I, I, I basically said to myself, I don't care. I don't. I I have to stop worrying about what other people think. And I try to sing. I try to put out DVD. I try to shoot a movie. Yeah. I try things that I never done before in my life. And what can we expect to see you do in the future? For as long as far as trying new things. Well, trying new things. Right this year, I'm I'm trying to become a professional speaker, and I believe I'll get there, and I'll keep working on it. And uh, maybe other trying new things will be putting out putting out my own book. That's a great idea, for yes. sure. That would, I mean, you've got the fame, and the book would be an, uh, a no brainer. Yeah, sure. And you, you travel a lot, so you'll be in the airport, sign them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, try I don't new mind things. It. Right on. And uh, number three is well, the number three is stop worrying about what others like think of you. Mm-hmm. And I, I I'm trying to do that, but it's, it's always easier said than done. And I think that sometimes the the people I worry about the most is the, are the few people I love the most. So it's not easy. Yeah, I, I just have to find that right balance. So what what you're saying is the only people you worry about what think what what they think of you are the people that are the closest to you. It's, I can't say not, I'm not worried. That's mm-hmm. not that's not right. That's not the right message I want to put out out there. Yeah. But I'm saying that that for me. T- t- uh, the people that's closest to me tends to be the 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 one, the people I worry more about because I care about them. I care about whether you you uh they 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 have the same values as mine. Are they, they are they willing to how do I say it? Share my mission or or, or or in or support you know on board with my mission. Yeah, I would think I would think, and I know you face criticism. That's terrible, um, but when I. Like when I look at the whole thing and I look at you on stage and trying that, to me, that embodies what your message is, right? Like, don't, who cares what people think, right? Like, you're going to get up there, you're not going to be great, but you're going to give it everything you got. You're going to give it 100%. You're going to sing from the heart with passion and you're not worried about anything. And I, I, to me, you've been an inspiration to maybe millions. And is that something that you've also noticed? Uh, I think I really noticed it this year that when I got, got into speaking, yeah. like professional speaking, I realized maybe I do I could make that difference. Yeah, I, and, I, and that's that's one of the my main that's probably my main motivation for for me to become an inspirational speaker instead of just singing. And it, it feels great too, right? Like yeah, when it you, feels much better. Yeah, when you go out there and you help people, and at the end, uh, you know. People are always that you've changed me. You did this, and I mean, I'm also a motivational speaker, right? And so that's what drives me because I know that there's people out there who need that message, who who need that boost, right? Like they need to hear about someone's failures and how someone overcame it because it's life, right? We all face the same struggles. Yes, the same. I mean, we all nobody has it perfect, right? You look yes. at the most successful person, and like I said, they're the ones that have overcome the most. Yes. Right, man. I really appreciate you doing this. It's uh, super great to meet you. And, uh, you know, next time you're in Ottawa, I'll uh, take you out drinking and we'll have uh, more fun. We'll, we'll do some karaoke. Okay, maybe, yeah. All right, which song should we go down here? Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, she bangs. She, she bangs. bangs. Oh, that will always be the number one the song. Number one, <laughs> the number one in my heart. All right. Thank you very much, Thank man. you. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. All right, ciao. All right, welcome back. That was a, a great trip. A lot to learn from that guy, an amazing, incredible story. 
great attitude. You know, we learned it's okay to fail, try new things, and not to worry about uh, what other people think. So help us out a lot. And uh, next week on the podcast, things get flipped upside down with the very hilarious and beautiful Derek Sege. Until that time, stay cool. Oh, baby, when she moves, she moves. I go crazy because she loves like a flower, but she stings like a bee.